1: So we have a live show coming up. Molly, were you aware of this?
0: I was aware of it, in fact. And I still am. It is going to be at the Pocket Theater in Greenwood.
1: A great space for comedy.
0: Hmm. It's going to be only 50 people, really intimate. So if you want to get close to us, you can get close
1: to Yeah, us. if you've ever wanted to, to smell our funk.
0: Yeah. And I can tell you, I do a lot of nervous sweating at live shows. Yeah, me so too. So you are going to get your money's worth. It is September 3rd, 5. PM. That's, That's a, a Saturday. Saturday. That's party so night. It is party night. You can come start your party with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere, namely at the Pocket Theater on right. September 3rd.
1: You can you can start the party with us. You can mm-hmm. you can finish with us. Maybe not.
0: Maybe not. And And, uh, anyway, if you would like to get tickets, and tickets are
1: cheap. I think it's going to be cheap. I don't know the ticket price yet, but uh, go to our website, SpilledMilkPodcast.com. Hopefully, it won't already be sold out by the time you get there. If it is, we'll do another one soon, I promise. I'm hungry. And I'm hungrier. (laughs)
0: This is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and I almost forgot our tagline.
1: And today we're talking about pesto. Woohoo! Of all of our... Wait, is pesto more 80s or more 90s?
0: I think pesto is very 80s.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Pesto
0: and cocaine just go hand in hand, man. Well, and I think that's... uh, And Don Johnson.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Double-breasted suits. I thought you were going
1: to say Don Henley, but...
0: And Don Henley, yes. the, the Boys of Summer,
1: <laughs> the the Boys of Summer making pesto. Speaking of which, if you haven't, if you're not already subscribed to our Instagram, which is at Spilled Milk Pod, is that it? Mm, no, nope. nope. Spilled
0: Milk Podcast. Spilled, okay,
1: at mm-hmm. Spilled Milk Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Molly posted a picture of me making pesto, which she tagged. Uh, hashtag pesto boys,
0: <laughs> and I, which is and, my
1: new favorite thing, and
0: I discovered that there were there were already eleven photos on Instagram that had been tagged pesto boys, and that's with a Z at the end of boys. Of and course, so I'm sort of trying to figure out what that actually means. Like, wh- what is
1: pesto boys? Is it like a thing? Uh, well, I mean, after the pesto boys of summer have gone,
0: <laughs> I I'm can not sure see what You, your brown skin shining in your kitchen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then then a bunch of like spoken word lines and
0: <laughs> You've got your hair uh, pulled back and your sunglasses on, baby.
1: I recently read a book about karaoke in which I learned that Don Henley is extremely opposed to karaoke. And like whenever you find a Don Henley song at karaoke, it's without his permission.
0: Then I think I want to karaoke more Don Henley songs.
1: No, anyone who doesn't have that reaction is like the wrong person.
0: (laughs) Okay. Anyway, Matthew today is wearing sort of like pale pink. I would say like baby pink maybe is the term. Pale pink shorts. Like, kind of khaki socks with white polka dots on them and a new pair of blue, uh, are they Asics running uh, yeah. shoes? Cool. blue, blue and purple. Oh, they're awesome. They're great. Anyway, hi. Welcome back to the 80s. <laughs>
1: yes. Um,
0: here we are at spilledmilkpod.com <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. No, uh, never mind. Ignore we're, that.
1: We're here in our pod. I mean, in, in the 80s, there, were, there was a lot of worry about, like... Uh, you know, nuclear war and stuff. And like, you might need to escape in a pod.
0: Yeah. You know, anybody could hit the wrong button at any time.
1: And luckily, there's an escape pod for everyone, <laughs> right?
0: Yes. Please. Oh, hey, let's talk about pesto.
1: Okay. So um, I, as as noted, um, I am a pesto boy. Meaning that I made, I'm a pesto boy, meaning that I made pesto for possibly like the second or third time ever a few minutes ago.
0: Mm -hmm. I I have made a fair amount of pesto. And in fact, my sort of favorite and, and, you know, uh, regular pesto recipe appears in my first book, A Homemade Life. Oh, Mm
1: Mm-hmm. What's the twist? Is there anything special about it or is it just as classic as pesto gets?
0: So I, I first made pesto actually as, as a kid. Maybe let's go down memory lane Absolutely. here because that's where I'm inclined anyway. I just I'm always inclined down memory lane.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, memory just a lane- wash
0: on a sea of nostalgia.
1: Well, I was going to say, Memory Lane has an incline. It's got it's got like a you know six percent grade. Uh
0: huh. Great. Anyway, so uh yeah, my dad, uh, my dad introduced me to pesto in the eighties, of course. And my dad uh, used to always uh, have like a little a little um, you know herb and tomato garden in the backyard. And of basil he did. basil grew really well in Oklahoma because it's so hot there in the summer. And anyway, so I think that the first time I made pesto was with my Dad in Oklahoma. And um, I think that we used James Beard's recipe.
1: Sure. Would you say it was a hot time somewhere in the city?
0: And anyway, (laughs) so I've made pesto quite a bit. Uh, I generally make it the heretical way, which is to say in a food processor. I think that the traditional Italian way is in a mortar and, and. pesto right?
1: Uh, which is how which is how this pesto boy did it.
0: <laughs> anyway, but uh I usually make mine in the cuisinart art. And the Marcella Hazan recipe that I have settled on as an adult, what it's it is kind of weird. Here's the thing. You start out by oh, actually maybe this isn't the part from Marcella Hazan. I think this part comes from Cook's Illustrated. Okay.
1: I, My it's recipe. A re- it's a good thing you didn't slander the the late uh Dwayne of Italian oh, cooking. Marcella
0: has on. Rest in peace. I have Did learned I so much from correctly? you. Did I use the word Dwayne correctly?
1: Is that even how you say that?
0: Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Hashtag anyway, pesto Dwayne. So, actually, my recipe in a homemade life, I think, is actually a combination of the Cook's Illustrated recipe and Marcella Hazan's. It starts out with asking you to put basil leaves in a like large plastic bag and then bash the crap out of it with like a rolling pin.
1: Interesting. Does it ask nicely at least? It
0: does ask nightly. N- nightly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every Hi. night, we're here. We here at Spilled Milk are going to ask you nightly to put some ba- basil leaves in a bag and, and sensually just... massage them the until idea, they release their juices. The
0: idea is you're releasing the basil oils. Yeah. You're, you're you're waiting for. You're not trying to liquefy it. I should be <laughs> clear. You're you're looking for that moment when the basil leaves kind of turn a shade darker. Sure. Like you're breaking open the cell walls. And then you take that basil, put it in your food processor with your usual suspects.
1: (laughs) You mean Kevin Spacey?
0: Uh garlic, olive oil, uh pine nuts mm-hmm. or walnuts. I, I usually use pine nuts, um, and uh salt. And then you process it and then here's the Marcella Hazan part. Rather than having you add the grated Parmesan cheese to the food processor, she has you kind of fold it in okay. in a bowl separately.
1: Um, that's sort of what I did in that I, I smooshed everything with the mortar and pestle and then stirred in the cheese and olive oil at the, no, that's not true. I smooshed the cheese in with the mortar and pestle also. Mm, yeah. You almost caught me in a lie. I mean, you caught me in a lie there. I did.
0: Anyway, so yeah. Pesto
1: boys never lie.
0: But I have to say the version I made today was basically what I just described, except I left out the basil bashing. Oh, I just okay. wasn't in the mood.
1: Well, so what did you do? You just threw the basil in I the food processor? just threw the basil
0: in the food processor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, it looks good, and there's nothing in the Pesto Boys code of conduct, and I think, I think maybe we should specify. So on the on the podcast, Jordan Jesse go for a couple years now. They've been doing this uh, this recurring segment called Summer Boys, and they they make clear that that Summer Boys is not a gendered term that anybody can can own and uh, embody.
0: Is the, it is it B O I? It
1: is. Yes. Oh, it is. That's yes. awesome. Great. So so Pesto Boys, same thing. Like every one of our listeners. If you if you like pesto or if you just believe in pesto, you can be a pesto boy.
0: I feel like I should go and change the has- hashtag to like pesto boy
1: b o i. Yeah, I think it's really important that you go and do that right now.
0: <laughs> Pause the show. I'm really hungry, yes, as, as I yes. mentioned in the first seconds of the show. Here, should we go ahead and eat some of this while we talk?
1: Yeah, and I wanna I wanna start for me at least. I'm not I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm going to start with the store brand one because I think it's going to be I, bad and I, I want to get it over with. I the same
0: with. thing. Tell me about this. You went to the grocery store this morning. So you
1: told me to look for some brand called Chow Something. Yeah. I didn't see that. I just saw the the Buitoni and one that looked even less plausible. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't spit this out. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's good either. Mm. I think it's got kind of a, a garlicky funk to it. that I mean, we, we've talked before about how I'm kind of skeptical about garlic in a way that I feel very ashamed of. I don't remember that. It was on the garlic episode.
0: Oh, cool. But that was like 150 episodes mm-hmm. ago. I think this is fine. But then again, I don't know. Have we informed our listeners that you and I recently found out we're non-tasters?
1: <laughs> I don't know if we did. Take
0: our word for it, everybody. We know how to taste things. Now, Matthew and I, our friend Becky, who Matthew also does a podcast with called the Look Into This Book Club. Look Inside This Book Club.
1: What? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you'll find it. <laughs> and she she brought over she, she she made us taste this stuff, right? I'm
0: going to go die now. <laughs> she brought over these paper strips that um you put on your tongue and apparently if you are a non-taster the strip tastes like nothing. If you are a normal taster or I guess this has to do with like number of taste buds. Yeah, like
1: taste bud density.
0: Yeah, so if you have a sort of average amount, it's going to taste bitter.
1: Wait, what's the movie where somebody says you are my density?
0: I don't know. I've never oh. heard that.
1: Okay, somebody please post. This is going to drive me crazy. Thank um, you.
0: Anyway, so if you have an average number of taste buds, it tastes bitter. If you have, if you are a super taster, if you have a high density of taste buds, it is like insufferable. Apparently, yeah.
1: And we tasted nothing.
0: I tasted absolutely nothing.
1: And I already knew this about myself, but I didn't know. I didn't know you. We're a member. I'm of the- a
0: non-taster as well, but I have to say we need we should clarify this for our listeners so that they don't give up all like confidence in us as as food authorities, which clearly we are. <laughs> um, no, basically what it means is that that we can enjoy a wide variety of foods that we are not we're not super sensitive to bitter flavors or spicy spicy flavors. Like we are really just food appreciators. We do
1: have a sense of taste. Despite the fact that we've said many times that Cool Ranch Doritos are probably the world's best food.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's taste mine next. Yeah. So th- this this is my pesto, as I told you. Move your fork out of the way, asshole. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so uh, this is my pesto. I should say-
1: Okay, but that's so much better than- I made
0: this like three weeks ago, mm-hmm. froze it-
1: Now it's aged to perfection.
0: And defrosted it three days ago. So keep in mind, like, it could be a little better even-
1: but it's very good. Right? No, I mean, I just checked the Pesto Boys bylaws and freezing pesto is fine. Like cool. some people put it in ice cube trays, right? So you can just pop out think, a cube of pesto I think at any mine time. mine needs a
0: little bit of salt.
1: And I guess suck on it?
0: Yeah, that's what I do mm-hmm. with my pesto.
1: Do you want to put a little salt on it and taste it again? Or, or no. do you just want to trust?
0: I want to trust. Hey, but wait, can I say something about freezing pesto in ice cube trays?
1: Since this is the pesto episode, I'm going to say yes.
0: <laughs> so the one time I tried doing that... There was something about the way that the frozen pesto kind of fused itself to the plastic ice cube tray. It didn't pop out cleanly like an ice cube does. Oh,
1: interesting. So
0: then I was like, what is the point of this?
1: And like now is your ice cube tray permanently have, does it have like a green
0: no, that's what, residue that's on that's it? What like a swimming pool water that's never been for. cleaned? <laughs> that's what soap and hot water are for.
1: <laughs> Hashtag pool boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um hey, wait, have we we've talked on the show about uh how Brandon used to think that um the song Glory Days had the line, make in love like a pool boy <laughs> <I think we laughs> instead have... of make you look like a fool boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yours is really good too and very different from mine. Yeah, mine is I think more garlicky than yours.
0: hmm Yours also has a different yours has walnuts in it, right?
1: It does. And also I think has a lower proportion of basil. hmm But it's good.
0: Yours is is more mellow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I like mine better, Matthew. And, I think
1: I like yours better too. This, like it, I said, I'm despite being a hashtag pesto boy. This is probably the third time I've made pesto.
0: I can I just have this moment to really gloat because usually when I
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just drop. while Molly was gloating, a piece of pasta coated with pesto plopped onto her spilled milk agenda. Or is the show called Spilt Milk? <laughs> anyway, something like that.
0: Usually. When I cook, it does need a little bit of salt. Usually, when I cook things for the show, what I make is never as good as it would be like at home. So, I feel like Matthew probably has this idea that, like, I, I always feel like I'm not really representing myself as a good cook for you, Matthew.
1: Well, I think this is all in your head. Maybe so. I think you've got like pesto, you've got impasto synd- syndrome.
0: Oh, well, maybe you're right. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Molly, put down your pesto because it's pledge drive time.
0: Woohoo! Now, we do this only twice a year, but it's really, really important. You know, we've been doing spilled milk for over
1: six years now. Yeah, and we're coming up on seven years. Are you getting a seven-year itch? I <laughs> <laughs> because... uh, come to think
0: of it, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm feeling like I need to go buy some sort of antifungal cream.
1: <laughs> okay, well, um, <laughs> for the price of antifungal cream, you could be supporting your favorite podcast. <laughs>
0: So let's talk about this, though, Matthew. I mean, why should anybody do this? Like, you know, we take ads, but this show really runs on listener contributions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, producer Abby, who makes everything happen, she is paid by you listeners.
0: Mm -hmm. And there's there's no big like corporate entity behind this show. We're not part of any network. I mean, maybe we should get a big corporate entity behind us. What what do you think would be most compatible with our our show vibe?
1: Well, do you think we could have like a super pack like? Yes. Like this message was approved by Citizens United? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Our new corporate overlord is going to be a very unpopular Supreme Court decision.
0: (laughs) Great. Okay. I was thinking maybe we could get like Geico to sponsor us because, you know, like that gecko with the Australian accent. I mean, what's more winning than that?
1: Well, I mean, as everybody knows, we do great accents. Like our (laughs) our voice work is really like top of the industry. And that's why we're in that movie um, Sausage Party.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, honestly, to talk seriously about, about advertisers and sponsorship. We say no a lot. Yeah, and, and we do. And we're not just joking. Like, we really only put ads on this show that that we believe in.
1: Yeah, and we had, uh, you know, our ad network came to us and asked if we would put more ads on each episode, which would have made more money for us. And we said no, because that didn't sound like a good episode.
0: It is really important to us to make this a show that we want to listen to, to have this be an independent comedy show that we can be proud of. I mean, that's a rare thing.
1: Yeah, and to, so, to be quite honest about this, we often listen back to our own show and laugh at our own jokes.
0: So, what are we doing this year to, you know, to really give our, our our subscribers that warm, fuzzy feeling that Ira Glass talks
1: about? Well, okay. So, let's talk about what people always get as subscribers, and then let's let's talk about what we're doing new this year. Okay. Okay. So, we have three subscription levels this year. In the past, it's been two. So, you may notice something is different between three <laughs> and two. <laughs> so, at the five dollar little. Limber twig level, mm-hmm. and Molly came up with most of these names, and mm-hmm. really wants I'm to be so, given credit for that. So proud of myself. That's right. When uh, <laughs> on on your tombstone, it's going to say "came up with little limber twig."
0: Well, actually, I think that there was like some taxonomist or <laughs> apple farmer who came up with little limber twig. Because as those of you who have been listening since like 2011 or whenever it was that we did the apple show. You know what Little Limber Twig is. It's a variety of apple.
1: Yes, as is Magnum Bonum. And if you've been listening to the show faithfully since 2011 and you haven't subscribed yet, I I don't know what we can do for you, but we'll try
0: Okay. So anyway, so we have three subscription levels. At the $5 a month level, which we call the Little Limber Twig level, you get bonus episodes. You get access to all the bonus episodes we've done up to this point, plus the two more that we make every year.
1: Yeah. So some of those previous bonus episodes, let's see, what have we done? We did a uh, France versus Japan debate that was adjudicated by an actual lawyer who happened to be in the studio at the time. Mm -hmm. This is 100% true. It's
0: true. We also did a chocolate milk episode, a hot fudge episode because uh, all we ever think about is chocolate. True. Um, oh, we did that one where we forced producer Abby to watch the Cameron Crowe movie Singles because we're quoting it all the time. Yep. And and then we talked about it for like 35 minutes and it was actually pretty funny.
1: Yeah, there were definitely like at least two subscribers who were, who were really into that because they saw that movie <laughs> yeah. which was not a popular movie. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I can tell you that in, in the coming year we already have at least one bonus episode that we have have planned, and that is a flavored condoms slash flavored lube episode, <laughs> and you only get to hear it if you are a subscriber.
1: I can't believe we agreed to that. Now, I want to I want to say here for the record, I have not agreed to the one where where you said you're going to eat dog food and I'm going to eat cat food. <laughs> yes. That is not going to happen.
0: I proposed that one. I would be fine with I, it. I don't know.
1: Maybe if we hit like a hundred new subscribers, Ooh. I would consider.
0: Okay, I will totally eat dog food on the. I'll eat multiple types of dog food.
1: Interesting. If we, <laughs> Well, I mean, on dog <laughs> food commercials, they always make, especially the dry dog food, look pretty good, right? No,
0: and I mean, like, you know, I feel like those of us, especially those of us living in coastal cities, because we're so <laughs> insufferable, we buy really nice food oh, for, for sure. our pets. I'd be willing to eat that.
1: Fine. Anyway, hundred so, new subscribers.
0: Okay, so um, at the $5 a month level, you get all those bonus episodes, a handwritten postcard from us, uh, and you get subscribed to our top secret members only mailing list where you'll be the first to hear about live shows, about uh, any any stupid stuff we feel like telling you about <laughs> upcoming episodes and and other stuff that that we think you'll like.
1: Yeah, like in the most recent one, like I gave people uh, the first crack at a uh, discounts on our upcoming Seattle live show mm-hmm. and told them about uh, this uh, really filthy hip hop album I've been really into lately.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's all. At five dollars a month for 10 bucks a month. You become a magnum bonum sustaining member uh-huh. so you get the pride of saying you're a magnum bonum sustaining member Yep, uh, you also get those bonus episodes the postcard the newsletter subscription and you get a spilled milk bag of mug or t-shirt.
1: And you know what? We we haven't changed those in a while. And uh, it just occurs to me right now I'm going to make this promise. Uh, we're going to give you the option of if you get the mug you can have it say Magnum Bonum sustaining member yes. on the mug. Yes. Okay. As well as the Spilled Milk logo.
0: So, you know, uh, we should really tell you though about what is new this year. I am so excited about this. Which is that we are now offering a $20 a month subscription level. It is called the Glycine Max Super
1: Member level. Yes, Molly also came up with this name.
0: Mm-hmm. At that level, you get all the Magnum Bonum stuff, plus your very own international junk food box with at least three items handpicked by us, and we send it to you.
1: Yes. Yeah, so as you know, often on the show, a listener will send us a box of international junk food. Uh, it's completely unfair to listeners because they don't get any of it, and we get it for free. We're turning this around. If you become a Glycine Max super member, we send you the International <laughs> Junk Food Box. and You don't even have to tell us if you liked it or not, but yeah, we hope you did. Yeah. Are we going to say there's going to be Walter's Mandler in there? Yes, there's okay. going to be Walter's Mandler. It we is not it. easy to get oh Walter's Mandler. Walter's
0: Mandler is seriously, it is as good as we say it is.
1: Yes, it is It is the Norwegian toasted, salty toasted almond milk chocolate bar with the uh, lovable grandpa on the label, and it is the best best thing we've ever put in our mouths. And now we're going to put it in your mouths.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this year, we are looking for 60 new or upgrading subscribers. Yes. That is our goal. If we hit 100 new or upgrading subscribers i will eat dog food multiple types and And not just like as punishment or as like a jackass kind of thing i will do it as part of a show
1: um i'll analyze and i guess i will eat cat food which is much grosser than dog food (laughs) i love my cat but i don't know
0: so, anyway, here's the deal. You go to spilledmilkpodcast.com slash donate. Uh-huh. You'll see our donation thermometer there where we're really putting ourselves on the line for you people. Do you know who, how potentially humiliating it is to see a donation thermometer that is not at, at its goal? It's, yeah,
1: it's the most it embarrassing is so thing. It's
0: so humiliating.
1: And you could, you could humiliate us or you could make us proud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 60 is what we need just to kind of keep the show going, mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, uh, pay our bills uh, to yeah. pay producer Abby's salary to make it possible for us to do more live shows which we love to do and are very logistically complicated and expensive
0: mm-hmm. it's true it's true so anyway uh, you know if you're already a subscriber and you want to upgrade you can just send us an email at contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com yes and we can help you upgrade but if, if, if you are a new subscriber just go to spilledmilkpodcast.com donate
1: yes so maybe maybe you're still still on the fence about this. Uh, maybe maybe you're sitting there you're thinking, "All right, this this show is free. Like they're never going to know if I subscribe or not." First of all, we're going to know because we work for the NSA. Mm-hmm. But also, we wanted to sort of put this into some perspective yeah. and tell you about like, you know, yeah. $5, $10, $20 a month. What what would you be giving up in order to subscribe to the show? Mm-hmm. And so for For $5 a month, we figure you can buy a pint of Ben & Jerry's Caramel Sutra.
0: Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And you can eat it privately in in your bed. Or you can just forego one of those pints and instead support the show. And then you you can just sit in your bed just laughing gleefully.
1: Right. And I want to be clear. We're not against eating ice cream alone. no. No. We're just saying that one of those pints could turn into... A spilled milk subscription. Uh,
0: yes, it, it, pure joy. Yeah, you can still could
1: have the into. Americone dream, the fish food, the the Stephen Colbert's face or whatever that's You'll called. You'll
0: be eating it with us in your heart.
1: Ten dollars a month. <laughs> this I, is my favorite I just level. I just realized there there's kind of a problem with telling people to give this up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So for so we just looked it up. Okay, a box of ten Trojan Magnum bare skin lubricated condoms on Amazon cost $10.43 and it has a 4.5 uh, average re- 4.5 stars average review which is exactly what the show has
1: yeah on iTunes
0: so if you can maybe forego 10 condoms this
1: this I'm, month I'm not comfortable with this at all no, first you're of all not. This, I mean number one this show is <laughs> not a contraceptive device in it any way it is not no I mean, this
0: show will make you amorous right
1: Secondly, are we saying that listening to our show for a month is better than having sex 10 times?
0: <laughs> I don't think we I really thought this through when think we looked that's it true. up on Amazon. But I just love the name. I mean, like well, okay. Trojan Magnum Bearskin. Okay, located you know
1: what I like? I'm looking at your sheet and you wrote it down as B-E-A-R skin. <laughs> it was B-A-R-E skin. It's not like a furry condom. <laughs>
0: Well anyway, for the same price that you would that you would pay for that box of condoms, you can you can get so much of our show.
1: Maybe maybe think about it this way. Maybe if you're like if if you're if you're one of our few male listeners <laughs> and you're thinking like, you know, I want to meet a special someone, you know, I could either uh I could either buy the 10 uh Magnum bearskins. <laughs> and say, Hey, look what I've got. <laughs> or I could subscribe to this independent comedy podcast yeah. and, and let her know that I'm a I'm a generous, charitable type of person. Yes. And then that I can... support
0: independent comedy.
1: And then we can go buy the bearskins together.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Because
0: you know, I, really both partners should be contributing to the old contraceptive fund. Yeah, anyway, there should be so... like a jar. Yeah, there should be a jar. <laughs> Next to the bed. So let's talk about let's talk about what you what what you might be foregoing at the twenty dollars a month
1: level. And this one, I feel very good about.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel like we're saving you from some real suffering.
1: Okay, so we looked up the movie Nine Lives, which is the movie where Kevin Spacey turns (laughs) into a cat. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to, if you went down to the Meridian 16 Theater in downtown Seattle and bought two adult tickets to this movie, it would be Mm
0: $26.60. Instead, instead, you could put that money toward independent comedy uh, that is going to make you laugh and feel so much better about the human condition.
1: Right. The entertainment value of our show falls somewhere in between so it goes: uh, Kevin Spacey in Nine Lives, then us, then having sex ten times.
0: Yes, that is <laughs> we are exactly smack in the middle right. there. Okay, cool. Wow, I'm comfortable with that. Yep,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I'm
0: comfortable with that. So anyway, you know, really, we love our jobs, and and this is a job for us. I mean, almost seven years, Matthew.
1: I know, and we put an enormous amount of time into this show. It may seem like a silly thing that that happens like magic in your ears every week, but there is there are three people working really hard to bring it to. You. It's
0: very true. It's very true. And and to those of you who are already subscribers, uh, we couldn't do this without you. Yeah,
1: we we have you. We keep you in our hearts always while eating Ben and Jerry's in bed.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's like you're doing it with us.
1: It's like you're doing it with us. <laughs> yeah. hope
0: anyway. You, hope
1: you brought a Magnum Bearskin. Yeah.
0: So uh, so to subscribe, please go to SpilledMilkPodcast.com slash donate. If you're already a subscriber and you want to upgrade... Just contact us, contact at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, and please, please save us from the humiliation of having that donation thermometer just sit there on our website. That's please right. Please help it
1: climb. Help it grow.
0: Help it grow.
1: Well, yeah, and if you, you know, we're going to set it for 60, but then, like, if you go above 60, probably it's going to, like, explode at the top, and, like, red mercury alcohol is going to spewing out. And then I'll start eating out. dog food just and instantly. Then, that's right. Molly will just, just she'll get this special feeling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like ooh got to get the dog food
1: right all right we'll uh we'll do this to you again in 6 months
0: we love you enjoy
1: i don't know should we talk about pesto variations next should we talk about uh like pesto turning black and people getting upset about this yeah let's talk about this pesto
0: turning black thing because as you pointed out on our agenda like some people blanch their basil before making pesto uh-huh. because it's supposed to like Preserve the color or keep it
1: from darkening. I we've, uh, when we say pesto turning black, I I feel like this has got to be like an emo lyric, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. pesto
0: turning black. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can you imagine anything like more nineties like grunge than pesto turning black?
1: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like early nineties, mm-hmm. the real heart of it all. Ah,
0: uh, yes. You know, I'm pretty sure that like Dave Perner from... Um, Soul Asylum. From Soul Asylum, he sang something about pesto turning black. I
1: think he must have. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to imagine that he didn't. Uh, my band <laughs> in college once covered the song Runaway Train.
0: Are you serious? Yes. Oh my God, I remember the summer that that video was just on MTV constantly. Uh-huh. I got so freaking tired of that video. I wonder if any of those runaway children were ever found because of... <laughs> of that video. You just spat a bunch of tiny pasta pieces at me. It's your
1: fault. Um, Do you think any of those children were ever found? That was just such a, a train wreck of emotions right there. Runaway train wreck of emotions. Because like, first, like, I'm like, what? that's really funny. And then like, oh no, I'm laughing at missing children. I'm terrible. And then I'm like, no, but it's really funny. And then I felt bad because I spit on you. It was, You I had, don't know. You I, had
0: all the feels, I as, had, as the kids That's say. exactly
1: right. I had 110% of the feels all at once. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes, without any evidence to the contrary, I am going to posit that all of those children were found immediately after the video aired for the first time, and they and Dave Perner just, like, got together and ate a cake.
0: God bless Dave Perner.
1: And America.
0: And they ate blackened pesto. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave Perner made the pesto. He's like, I am not going to eat this pesto until all of those runaway children (laughs) can share it with me. It got... (laughs) So okay, so, wait a minute. But we hold didn't on. talk hold about.
0: On. Hold on, let's talk about this. So my pesto, as previously stated, was made in a food processor, which basically probably beat the crap out of it. And it's been frozen and defrosted, and it's been sitting in my refrigerator for three days since being defrosted. It's still not black. It still looks perfectly appealing. What is the deal with people freaking out about pesto getting dark? Well, I mean, you can. It's definitely different. Herbs get different. dark when you chop them up.
1: Right. But if you do blanch the basil, it it, re- it retains like a vibrant green. The problem is you've leached out a bunch of the flavor by doing that.
0: You know, I don't eat with my eyes. I eat with my mouth.
1: Yeah, I eat with my face, which which to be fair, <laughs> eyes are also part of the face. But I, I primarily also eat with the mouth. Part <laughs> you
0: of the know, face. I eat with my chin. Actually, Have well, you, I mean, you've watched me like get involved in something. I just—it's like just a whole <laughs> face, just open up and plant.
1: Well, but you—you you are not a bearded person, and so when I eat with my chin, which I also do, the consequences—consequences consequences are much much more dire. <laughs>
0: You know, I have found that eating polenta with one's chin, like really, it it does wonders for my skin, just the exfoliation.
1: Oh, that actually, I kind of want to put polenta on my face now. I just
0: need to clarify that this is all total BS. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so wait, really, are there people out there who blanch their basil because that just seems like a bad idea? There
1: must be because when I was Googling for it, I found it on blog after blog. And, and people then I found, were like,
0: "This is the best thing ever."
1: And then I found the debunking, which I think was on the Kitchen. Our friends at uh, the Kitchen, K I T C H N where they said they tested it and they were like, "Yep, no question. It's a much greener and stays greener. It does not taste nearly as good as unblanched. So don't do that."
0: I agree. I mean, you know, take it from me. I put my basil in a bag
1: and. And just sit on it. Yeah. Step like, on it.
0: Like I did with those pastries
1: we ate a while ago. <laughs> do you remember that when I, I sat on a bunch
0: of breakfast pastries intentionally? self
1: breakfast pastries episode. Why were we sitting on pastry?
0: Oh, because they were kind of... Uh, they, the way that they were in this like oh, plastic-wrapped package, they just looked so pillowy. They looked like a
1: booster seat.
0: And anyway, I just wanted to feel them under my butt, and so I put them there. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and I think I tried it too, and it was kind of disappointing. Well, they were
0: kind of just cool and soft.
1: Oh, memories.
0: It kind of felt like like... like memory foam actually (laughs) (laughs) if memory foam were cooling Uh,
1: if memory foam serves (laughs) (laughs) oh it serves yeah so um uh, to go back to memory lane memory foam lane for a moment (laughs) um wrong way down a one-way track i remember pesto pizza being a big thing in the 80s i was not really ready for it like mm. I don't think I was up for pesto mm. when when in its heyday, but I know my parents liked pesto pizza and I would certainly enjoy some pesto pizza now.
0: I remember going to this place called Flips in Oklahoma City, Flips Trattoria. It is still in existence. I remember going there as a kid. They had a whole wheat crust pizza that my mom was really into and it had goat cheese, pesto and prosciutto. Of
1: course it did.
0: Right? And here's the other tidbit about Flips. There was a server there
1: Oh, it was uh, Sean.
0: No, that was at Hunan. Damn. Yeah. Hunan, the Chinese restaurant I went to. As a are you child. proud
1: of me for remembering I Sean's remember. name? At least? I,
0: okay. I am remember. I am proud. I am speaking English. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, so there was this server, and I remember once he came over and he was, you know, putting something down on our table, and I noticed he had really long pinky nails. Oh. And I remember saying to my mom, uh-huh. like, why are his pinky nails long and one of must have been one of those like really challenging parental moments that you and I are now familiar with oh for sure when you you don't want to lie to your child but you also have to find an explanation that is age appropriate and i do remember my mom finding a way to tell me that that
1: can i can i try and like role play this with you yeah okay, okay. so um,
0: mommy why does that guy have long
1: pinky nails well molly you know how sometimes you just need to get really fucked up <laughs>
0: that's no
1: trust me trust me honey you will
0: <laughs> anyway somehow she let me know that he probably did cocaine yeah and that he probably scooped it up on his fingernail and snorted it and somehow and like i wasn't scandalized by this nor mm-hmm. was i scarred for life i'm gonna say here publicly on the show i've never done cocaine me neither this did not turn me into a cocaine addict or even a cocaine user and i still remember it how 80s is that to go to a place where your mom is eating a whole wheat pizza with pesto, goat cheese and prosciutto and see that your waiter is clearly a cocaine user.
1: That's amazing. I remember I um, mean kind of
0: everybody in the restaurant industry is a cocaine user unfortunately except uh, uh, except you. Except me. And my spouse and most of our employees. I think all of our employees. I'm just going to stop talking about this now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you think. Um, I think? This this brings back a memory for me that I've not thought about in so long that at one point I, uh, I got the idea that wouldn't it be cool if I grew one long nail not knowing anything about cocaine? Oh my
0: God, are you serious? Did and you grow a pinky nail?
1: No. I, I, I shared the, this idea with my mother, like, wouldn't this be cool if I did this? And she's like, no, <laughs> do not do that.
0: Did she tell you why? Yes. Yeah, she told you like what this it means.
1: I imagine now that this these two conversations happened at exactly the same moment.
0: I think they probably did. Yep. It's so interesting all these like codes that are embedded in I mean, I'm I'm far from the first person to notice this, but codes that are embedded in these tiny things, like do you remember as a kid being told, like, oh, if a man has his right ear pierced, it means Absolutely. whatever, or if he has his left ear pierced, it means he's gay, or if in- he's wearing a pinky ring on a certain finger, it means that he's gay, or like, I mean, was this stuff? I understand there were reasons why gay people had to like signal to each other, right? Like, oh,
1: I'm it- sure there's some truth to some of this, and you, also you have a to, lot like, of like flag kids- for
0: stuff, right?
1: And also, just kids making shit up. Yeah. Uh, no, no. In my school, it was definitely uh, uh, left ear straight, right ear gay. Are you
0: serious? Yes. God. Wow. It's it's like really. It makes me sad.
1: Oh yeah. No. No. It was. It, it was, was horrible. Abhorrent. Yes.
0: It was horrible. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I wonder if kids today are still doing stupid stuff like that.
1: Uh, no. No. Uh, um, I mean, yes, probably. Although I feel like. You know, I'm not I'm not saying kids of today are perfect by any means, uh, but I think kids today are way more progressive. Oh, yeah. Way more. Uh
0: They're they're all like, yeah, they're, they're they're keeping it fluid in a way that was just not possible.
1: I know. Um, no, it's, when we were uh, children. As I was, uh, my wife and I were talking about this uh, the other day when I was wearing these same pink shorts, um, that uh, it's uh, it's so great to be a grown up and uh, wear pink shorts if you like pink shorts and not care what anybody thinks about it.
0: Totally. Ah, oh, yes. Three cheers for grown ups.
1: What else about pesto?
0: So at Dino's we do a pesto pizza.
1: I have not had it. Um,
0: we don't do it at Delancey. We do a we do a bunch of stuff at Dino's that's kind of like kitschy in a way that we wouldn't do at Delancey. But anyway, it's you mean delicious.
1: Like, like sex stuff.
0: Oh yeah, I mean all well, the all that. the kitschy. What would be kitschy sex stuff?
1: Oh, I oh you know what I think is kitschy sex stuff is like anything involving like like honey or syrup or oh yeah like hot ready, whip yeah. ready whip. yeah, that is that strikes me as extremely kitschy. Super
0: kitschy. kitschy. Okay, yeah. yeah, we don't do that at Dino's.
1: <laughs> which which is not to say I'm not like if, if that's the thing you're into, I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. No,
0: I'm saying uh, sign me up actually. Uh, well, maybe okay. not the honey. Maybe not the honey. That just seems so messy.
1: Um, okay, well... The like,
0: residue. I, I
1: think we are out of Ready Whip, but I think we have syrup. <laughs> uh,
0: the syrup... Uh, can, can you meant
1: I, right now, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I want to be painted with melted chocolate. Not Interesting. really. No, Interesting. Like, not roped? really.
1: We've talked about this and before. Roped. I want to be
0: dipped. Yeah. And I, I need <laughs> you to have one of those really large <laughs> chocolate dipping forks so that I can <laughs> drip off cleanly.
1: Do you want to be dipped in like the... <laughs> <laughs> the Dairy Queen dipped cone stuff. <gasps> oh, so magic shell. Yes. Magic shell. You want to be, you want to be <laughs> like that. That's your ultimate fantasy to have someone break you out of a magic shell. Oh, my oh God. this sounds amazing.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Like with their teeth.
0: God, you thought you heard me moaning a lot on the Chewy Candies episode. Oh, wait until I get dipped in magic shell. I'm concerned
1: that. Magic shell that the reason it hardens is because ice cream is cold and that at like skin temperature it wouldn't harden. We might need to work on the formulation a we'll little bit. We'll make snow
0: angels first.
1: That is a brilliant idea. This is oh gonna my feel God. so good. Okay, so like we're gonna make, we're gonna do like naked snow angels, then we're gonna dip ourselves in magic shell <laughs> and then just like get. Like the partner of our choice to, to chew their way through it. Maybe, yes. maybe I could have said that in a ah. slightly more alluring way than chew your way through, your but way through no, it. No, that's what it's going to be like. I
0: like I like having. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, at Dinos, we basically do a white pie and we kind of squiggle pesto on Oh, we on were talking it. about pesto. It's really <laughs> delicious.
1: Oh, yeah. Squiggled pesto on pizza looks cool, right? I think it looks so 80s. No, but, but that's what makes it cool.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. What, okay, what so, about other things.
1: I mean, pesto. Like any ingredient in pesto, you can you can substitute something else, and it's still, you know, playing with pesto. <laughs> playing with your pesto was was another '80s thing. That like as soon as <laughs> as soon as everyone started to get tired of classic basil pesto, you know, then the the walnut pesto came out, which is what I made today, and it's good. Uh, cilantro pesto I've made and is great.
0: I've made parsley pesto yep. and used almonds in it. People oh. these days are really into kale
1: pesto. Oh well, people these days are really into kale. Everything. Uh huh. I don't know. I was I was thinking about this recently. Like I was my my instinct when you said that was to like uh, you know declare myself as part of the kale backlash just just for the sake I know. of, of I, doing it. I wanted
0: it. to as well, and then but, I thought, Molly, you've never had kale pesto. Uh,
1: right. I mean, it's probably good, and I don't want to be part of any kind of backlash. Like I remember uh, cupcakes. I want
0: to be a part of the backlash against injustice.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like the the Susan Faludi backlash.
0: I don't know what you I mean. mean. I
1: mean, wait, that was, was, that that was 80s, bad. Was that, that was,
0: an 80s TV star?
1: Uh, no, no. Susan Faludi was a, is a feminist author, and the book <laughs> the book, Backlash was about like the, the backlash against feminism. So so when I said I'm be gonna, part do, of that backlash, you, that's not what I meant. Do you
0: know who I'm confusing her with? Uh, Su- Susan Lucci. Susan, yes.
1: Susan yes. Lucci. It was so sad when Susan Faludi's book failed to win the Emmy for like 13 years in a row. <laughs> Am I thinking the right person? Yes. This is the finest
0: moment ever in spilled milk history Woo! in which Molly confuses a famous feminist with Susan Lucci.
1: <laughs> I mean, let's be fair, as a feminist icon in her own right, right? I'm going to say yes.
0: I don't know. Did she
1: play Erica Kane? Is you, that right?
0: You at this point know more about Susan Lucci than I do. I don't know where do. this is coming from. I don't know either. Um, you know, I, do you remember Bo and Hope from Days of Our Lives? I don't. This couple um, from the '80s, Bo and Hope, the original Bo and Hope. I had like crushes on both of them equally. They were such beautiful people. Oh. And then they then there were many actors and actresses who were substituted in for, of Beau and Hope
1: over the years. <laughs> Did, but, but the
0: original ones, they were both so beautiful.
1: Um, no, I was recently reminiscing about. I think I might get the show wrong. Um, that I watched the the final episode of All My Children I'm sorry, because. I just- that's plinked, fine.
0: Plinked my glass on the microphone.
1: Um, and then, so so I watched this like a few years ago. Uh, they had the, you know, All My Children, I'm pretty sure that's the show I'm talking about, ended um, and there was a, a uh, like blowout final episode that I watched because uh, we were at my in-law's house and, uh, and uh, Lori's mom wanted to watch it. So I'm like, this sounds good. And it was like, you know, people kept getting brought back to life literally literally, like was the stone
0: rolled aside from the cave entrance and and the grave was empty
1: uh yes no they just kind of showed up at this party and everyone's like oh like the doctor brought you back to life too um and then like you know somebody gets shot and there's a cliffhanger sorry spoilers for the all my children finale and then i was reading uh dave holmes's memoir party of one which is great and he talks about this episode in the book and i'm like yes i've seen this i'm in the know Cool. Okay. This kind um,
0: of reminds me of the last episode of Lost, only in reverse. Like er, you, you basically right. find out that they've kind of been in purgatory the whole time, right? Oh,
1: great. I haven't gotten to oh, that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. So, uh, anything else about pesto? I'm going to say no. No.
0: Nothing else about pesto. <laughs>
1: uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpesto.com. <laughs> Spilled <milk> pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh stillbuckpodcast.com uh and where we'll post oh we'll post a link to the the recipe that i made can we can we post a link to your pesto recipe or do people have to buy your book
0: no i think we can we'll we'll print it on the website okay
1: yeah. great yeah and uh, we, uh you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast where you can tell us about the most 80s moment of your life mm-hmm. you and- can also
0: you know you can also find us on instagram we are at spilled milk podcast and you can see a picture of matthew's pink shorts yes
1: um and i'm gonna
0: I, I put it on my personal instagram but i'm gonna cross post it
1: oh great thank mm-hmm. you and to be to be clear um I understand that some of our some of our listeners were born in the 90s or even some of the 2000s, which I don't know how I feel about this. But but hi, listener Ella, and uh, it's so it's okay. You can post your your memories of what you think the 80s were like, <laughs> <laughs> or like the best 80s party nostalgia party you ever went to.
0: Cool. I love 80s nights at like dance clubs.
1: Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go to I I did go to the dance club with you one time. I will. I, I said I would go again, and I will go again.
0: I love that we call it the dance club.
1: Well, what else am I going to call it? I don't know. Chop Suey. I'm the least cool
0: person. All right. Well, here we are um, at the end of another episode.
1: Uh Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Runaway train never coming back. Wrong way down a one-way
0: track. Seems like I should be getting somewhere. Somehow I'm neither here nor there.
1: I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
0: (laughs) I can't believe I just did that. I'm hungry. And I'm... (laughs) We need to hit record. Have we tested levels and stuff? Nope. Yo, 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 Molly.